0: The first week of Advent, the theme was, we know we want to be in heaven. We know that God is coming. So we ought to remember that as we prepare. The second week of Advent's theme was, we need to start preparing. And we remember that gospel was John the Baptist was baptizing, a baptism of repentance, and the people came. They were preparing themselves. Then the third week The theme was continue to prepare ourselves and go tell others, help others to prepare as well. And for this fourth week of Advent, half week of Advent, we need to know God so that we, in that way we prepare so that when he comes, we can recognize him. That's the theme for this last week of Advent. And it certainly is the most important of the four weeks. It's the most, one of the most important things we can do now and in our whole life to remember that. God prepares us. We work with him in preparing us. God wants to reveal himself to us, not us tell him who he is. In the first reading, King David has just made it to Jerusalem, just made it to his his capital, and he wants to build a house for the Lord up to this point from Exodus and through the Judges, Joshua, or through Joshua and then the Judges, King Saul, and now King David. The Ark of the Covenant, where God comes down to earth, touches down to earth, has been in a tent, always moving with the people, always in the midst of the people. But now that King David is settled, he wants to build a house for God. And we remember that the Ark of the Covenant is where on a daily, at least a daily basis, God would come down in a pillar of smoke and be in the Holy of Holies in the tent to meet Moses or whoever the high priest was at the time. To meet and talk with them face to face. God, though, says to David, I did not tell you to build me a house. You think you can build me a house. I'm going to build you a house. I'll build you a dynasty is what God is talking about but do not presume that I need a house. Do not presume that I need idols, that I need those kinds of images. Do not presume to know what I need. I am your God, King David. You're not the highest person on the totem pole, so to speak. Mary is the exact opposite, right? She did know God. And as Saint Augustine says, she loved God to the fullest in her heart before she loved God in person. Because Mary knew what was coming, she may not have known the dates, she may not have known how old Jesus would be when the crucifixion would happen, but she knew what was going to happen and she knew who this son of his, of hers is and was. And so there was no mystery there. There was no hidden mystery there. There's always a mystery to God because there's always more to unravel. There's always more to be revealed. There's always more to learn about God. But Mary who was conceived without sin and who was preserved from sin through the grace of the crucifixion was able to give a yes. And that yes was to someone that she loved already in her heart completely. We cannot love someone or something that we do not know And so for Mary's yes to be complete, for Mary's yes to be 100 percent, to be authentic, to be everything, to be the ultimate yes, the greatest yes, for her to be the most perfect human who's ever been created, she had to know all of this and to love God completely with her whole being. And so her yes is the answer to Adam and Eve's no back in the garden because they knew God as well. And they said no. They ran from him. They didn't even ask for forgiveness after they sinned from eating from the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But Mary, in her humbleness, her humility, her obedience, said yes, I will do what God wants. I am his. And that alone is what allowed God to come into the world with a perfect mother to save the world, to redeem the world, and to allow his salvation to come to all of us. Now when we know God, a couple of things happen. Knowing God inherently it transforms us, spiritually and morally. Spiritually, it reveals to us the truth of who we are. We're creatures of God, and what makes us different from one another is simply the love that God has for you versus the love that God has for me. He loves me in an, a unique way, and he loves you in a unique way. And knowing God spiritually once makes us want, want to respond. It's not automatic. We're not puppets. We're like Mary. It makes us want to respond positively. It makes us want to know him more, to enter into prayer during mass, to enter into prayer during the week, to do acts of charity, to be like his son, to be like the disciple that we're called to be, to be healed from original sin, from all of our sins, from the vices that we carry out, from the addictions that we suffer from, especially pride and assume, and rationalization. Because when we do not know God, we do the exact opposite. We wander away from Him. Usually, it's a wandering. Sometimes, it's an outright rejection. But then we live. We start to live a degenerate life where whether it's a habit or not. There are sins that are big and small that we just, again, rationalize, make excuses for, I'm never gonna change, I've always been like this, everyone does this. We don't accept God's love in our heart. A very small example of this is the Mass. If we come to Mass and we say, in our hearts, that we're looking forward to Mass, and we understand it, and even on an emotional level, understand it. And even though there's a repetition, there's much repetition at every Mass, it's a beautiful and wonderful thing because we recognize it to be more like a husband and wife who wake up every morning or after work come home and to each other say, I love you. It's very repetitive but it's something that's beautiful and that needs to happen and something that is a sign of communion, a sign of love, a sign that things are good. We can look at the Mass that way. Certainly we can understand what the prayers are. Certainly we can understand what the movements are. Certainly we can understand why we do what we do. But do we know God to the point where we understand that the Mass is the banquet, the wedding feast and the banquet of the Lamb? It's a representation of God's sacrifice on the cross. It's also the Son's worship, Jesus' worship of the Father. And as his body, we join him in that. And so we cannot change the Mass, but we ought to love God as Jesus loved God because that's what the Mass is, is Jesus worshiping the Father and us being privileged to be united with him in that. Or do we come to Mass and not understand it and not love it and we've all been there. We definitely have all been there. Knowing God changes everything. Knowing who we think God is also changes everything, but for the worse. Knowing God also changes us, firstly, was spiritually, secondly, is morally. We want to do what's right. We want to learn what is right. We want to be in his company. We want to be called one of the saints at the end of time. We want to live a life to the fullest, and to live the life to the fullest is to know God and to live like God, to be able to see the poorest of the poor, to see the least amongst us, and to actually love them. We know that's what Jesus tells us, and sometimes we're on the part of our journey where we know that's what Jesus tells us and we struggle with that, but even the struggle, the attempt to overcome that, to love, only comes from, is a good thing, and only comes from the knowledge of God, of knowing God. As we prepare for Christmas, as we prepare for Thursday, I hope it's Thursday, prepare for Thursday, what day of the week is Christmas this year? Thank you. It just slipped my mind. But as we prepare in this final week of Advent for the coming of Christ, of course, we prepare for him always in the Eucharist. We prepare for his coming every time we stop and pray and we actually open ourselves up to him coming to us. But in a spiritual, I mean, in a ritualistic and in a special way, we celebrate and we prepare for his coming at Christmas. This fourth week is we are called to know God for who he is, not who we think he is, to be able to recognize him, to be able to love him. Because we know God loves us, and we know that everyone who knows God makes this world a better place, makes ourselves a better person, and allows love, not hatred, unity, not division, peace, not anxiety, to rule in our own life, to rule in the church, to rule in the world.